Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Sky Captain and the podcast of tomorrow. Hit it, baby. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Welcome to Sky Captain and the podcast of tomorrow. I am your host, Sky Captain. And today we're talking War for the Planet of the Apes review. And this is, you guessed it, all spoiler reviews. So if you have not seen the film, I recommend that you pause this podcast, go watch the movie, come back, and then hit play or unpause it. And hear me what I have to say. All right, so this movie got the number one spot. Uh, this review is coming out uh, today, Friday, and it released last Friday. But, you know, I basically gave you guys um, a week to watch it, and then, you know, I posted it so you guys uh, have time to watch it. I don't like, you know, putting these up on Monday because sometimes I get it, you know, you're unable to watch the movie that weekend. Something comes up, so you watch it during the week. So I'm going to try and shoot to uh, put up movie reviews from new released films either on Thursday or Friday. So that's how it's going to be from now on. Um, but anyways, you know what? Real quick, before I get started, I've been thinking about reviewing older films and then releasing those just randomly during the week. Yeah, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Hit me up on Twitter. You, you know the handles. It's at Scatpot. That's S-C-A-T-P-O-T. All right, guys. Well, let's get started on this. First off, War for the Planet of the Apes is the third film, the third and final film of this new uh, trilogy, this new iteration uh, reboot slash prequel of the older Planet of the Apes films. So this basically ties into the lore of the older films. And I'm talking the old ones. Uh, and, you know, the hardcore fans, uh, if you're out there listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Again, this movie opened up last week. It opened up at $56.5 million, which was a little bit more than expected from the studio. And this is coming from Fox. Uh, I'm not sure what they were expecting, but I do know that this is a little bit more than they were expecting. I mean, it was up against, it is still up against uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. So if Spider-Man Homecoming wasn't out, I believe it would have obviously made a lot more. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which is the second film, the one before this one, opened up, I believe, like around 70 or 75 million. So in this one, you know, 56, almost 57 so it took a, a pretty big uh, dip on that. But last year, I believe it was not it did not open with a juggernaut of a film uh, being out there to the public. So, you know, it was a movie of its own. And I think that's why it opened up so big. And this one did, didn't not because people weren't looking forward to it. But I mean, you know, people did go out to watch Spider-Man Homecoming. Well, having that said, let's get started on this spoiler filled review. All right, guys. Huh. I have uh, mixed feelings about the film. It is definitely a good way to, 
you know, finish off the trilogy. It was very well written. It was just uh, a very good film. Um, I know in one of the past podcasts, I believe episode three, I had told you guys that to not expect, you know, because I mean, it is in the title, War for the Planet of the Apes, having in mind what happened in the first one and in the second film, you know, the second film was basically a war between brothers. You know, it was basically Caesar versus Koba, and then the humans were just caught up in between all this. So, you know, having a movie be entitled War for the Planet of the Apes, you're basically kind of teasing that, hey, you know what? A bunch of action, basically a war between apes and humans. And I think it lets you down there, at, at least for me. You know, I was expecting a full-on war between apes and humans, and it really didn't deliver in that aspect. Now, the movie opens with, you know, don't get me wrong, the movie does open with some badass action, which is apes versus humans. It was great. It was so suspenseful. It was uh, very uh, chilling, and then it was definitely had me at the edge of my seat. They showed the side of the human side of it, and then they showed the apes side of it, which was amazing. And having that said, this director, Matt Reeves, amazing director. This guy knows how to direct a movie. He knows how to get you on the edge of your seat, keep you immersed. And having that said, having, you know, the keeping you at the edge of your seat, that has a lot to do with the score. A lot of people were praising the score, which was done by Michael Giacchino. You know, I, I was a little bit surprised. I was like, wait, wh- why are people really chirping about the score? It's it's rare that you hear that. But damn, you know, Michael Giacchino seriously got down. The choices he made instrument-wise for certain scenes, oh man, perfect. Perfect. Now, I sort of wish he had that same amount of time for Rogue One, a Star Wars story, because they hired Michael Giacchino like three weeks left until like <laughs> like a month left for Rogue One to be released. And they're like, hey, we need a new score. Are you in? And, you know, he took on the job and he did, you know, an okay job. But I kind of wish, you know, he had his sweet time because, man, he would have given us a much better score for for Rogue One. Well, anyways, we're talking about War for the Planet of the Apes. He did an excellent job with the score. Matt Reeves is an amazing director. I can't wait. This is the same guy. Listen up dudes and dudettes this is the guy who is going to direct the new batman movie starring ben affleck titled the batman this guy and he has released uh statements and comments saying yes this is going to be very detective driven man you know what when you go watch this movie just think of batman just the intensity factor of the film just imagine it being a Batman movie or him doing that in a Batman movie. He's going to do an amazing job. This director, he's he's going to be big. He already is big. He's going to be even bigger because of this. All right. The beginning of the movie, there is a bit of a war, a bit of a battle, a great scene. But then immediately after that, it's just it's it, it's still a character driven film. It's still about Caesar. Sure, it, it's about the apes and them finding peace between them and human but it's still a film about caesar and after that scene 
It continues to be that. So basically what I'm saying is the only action you guys are getting are in like the first five, 10 minutes and wave goodbye to it because you're not going to find it until the end of the film, which is not even action between apes and humans. It's humans versus humans. It was a bit odd. I mean, like I said, it was not what I was expecting. I'm not judging it off that. Oh, it did not meet my expectations. So the movie sucks. Not at all, man. I'm giving it very high praise because it was very well written and directed. This movie is, you know, very, uh, even the second one, Dawn, it was very, it was almost like a biblical story. Brother against brother, Moses and Ramses raised together. They both take separate paths and then they battle each other and one loses. That's basically what Dawn was. And war is another sort of biblical story where it's let my people go. We're free. We're alone. Leave us alone. But then they get captured. They get enslaved. And then it's up to the leader to set his people free. And that's basically what happened. That's that's another biblical. That's that's Moses again. So, I mean, if the writers or, or Matt Reeves took uh, whoever, you know, took that from the Bible as a you know little guideline for the story, that that's great. I mean, we we got good movies out of it, but we've seen this before. So that's basically what it is. I mean, after the attack, uh, Caesar knows what needs to be done. And he says, I'm going to go talk to the colonel, which is the Woody Harrelson character. They just call him the colonel. There's a, a last name like on his uh, on his uniform, but they never say that. They just call him the colonel. During that time, that same time, uh, Caesar's son comes back with Rocket from like a really long journey. And he says, I found the place. No humans. Nowhere near. And it's got water. It's it's got everything we need to survive. And then everyone's like, we need to leave now. Humans are they're on us. Let's get the heck out of here. And then Caesar says, you know what? Fine, we'll leave. But let's just give it a couple days. Well, that same night, Woody Harrelson brings a crew of dudes back to the spot they to to Caesar's like actual head like headquarters. They show up, murder freaking Caesar's son and his wife. And there was only one surviving son of his, which was Cornelius, and he was hiding. So anyways, how that happened is how they got found is one of the apes freaking uh, betrayed him. <laughs> I laugh. <laughs> I'm laughing at this because as soon as I saw him, <laughs> it reminded me of Skips from the regular show. <laughs> Come on, as soon as you see the... The damn white albino ape. Come on, you're going to tell me you didn't think of Skips from the regular show? Come on. And I know, I know, Skips is a freaking immortal yeti, but no, man, he's he looks just like that. So that had me laughing for a bit. But he, um, that character's name is Winter. They call him Winter. And he's actually the one who betrayed Caesar. He went basically went to the colonel and says, you will find Caesar here. This is where you can kill him. And the colonel promised to spare his life, Winter's life. This happens. It enrages uh, Caesar. Obviously, I mean, his wife and, and kid was just murdered. So he says, you guys leave to the promised land. And he's basically, he's on a suicide mission. That's that's what's going on. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to survive. So he goes. Everybody's like, oh, okay. Some of the, the known apes, like his clique, which is Maurice, which is the orangutan. 
and then Luca, which is the, the, his big uh, gorilla friend, and then Rocket. They go not try to stop him, because Caesar's like, "Hey, you can go back. They need you." And then, you know, I got this, and they're like, "No, we're going with you, bro. We're bros, and we we got to stick together, bro." And then Caesar's like, "I, right, bro." And then they they go. And then, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go ahead and, and, and give you a play-by-play of the movie, but that's just things, um, I don't know. I'm not going to go like this, but it's just, I mention that because it's uh, it's important because you think that they're going to go on a, on a mission to get rid of these humans. But, and I also bring that up, brought this up because on their way there, his whole family of apes, his whole crew, everyone. They get captured, and they don't know that. And on the way to the base, they come across another ape. And then, they, well, f- before that, they come across a little girl named Nova. They realize that they can't speak, that she can't speak. They take her with them, and they come across a, a, an ape. He calls himself Bad Ape. And they're trying to figure out, like, wait a minute, he, he's not part, he's not one of us. How, how are you speaking? And how'd you get, you know, what the heck? You know, it's revealed that it is uh, an ape from a zoo. You know, obviously he got the the virus, the what's the name of the virus, the uh, simian flu. There you go. I almost forgot it. And he basically learned how to speak just by observing humans. And and he says that you could tell that he was supposedly a bad ape. And then he took that as, hey, that's my name. I bring him up because when you hear him speak. You're going to say, I've heard this voice before. What, What's going on? Who is that? And it was bugging me for the longest time. I was like, who is that? Who is that? Dude, the guy playing Bad Ape is Steve Zahn. Yes, the comedic actor. He usually does comedies. Steve Zahn. I am amazed because his performance was amazing. Very, very I know it's motion capture. But damn, he did a really good job, in my opinion. And I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash because of this, but I feel that he almost, just almost, almost, or he might have upstaged Andy Serkis's performance. I mean, it was that freaking good. And then this ape, I don't know, the CG on this ape was like very good. They spent a lot of a lot of money and time on this ape. The other ones look great, of course, but this one just, there was a lot of up-close shots of him. And man, guys, you have to watch this film solely because of that performance. And you're like, what? Steve Zahn? He was, he had the camera in his face and all the dots and in a little gray suit. Man, his performance is amazing. Bad ape, aka Steve Zahn, takes him to the colonel. And that's when they find out, oh my God, They got a bunch of gorillas working for him, a bunch of apes, I mean. And then he's just like, wait a minute, that's our people. Those are my kids. Those are, what the heck? Caesar turns himself in and then he gets, you know, tortured and all that stuff. So now he, that's what I mean. Now he has to set his people free. So they come up with this plan, you know, the Maurice, the orangutan, Rocket, Bad Ape, and Nova, the little girl, you know, come up with this plan with Caesar. They're signing from far away. So they figure out. It is revealed that, because at that point I was like, you know what, they're going to escape and then they're going to attack. But that wasn't the case. I mean, it is revealed, Caesar's like, why are you building a wall? He's asking all these questions to the colonel. And Caesar is slowly piecing it together because um, he was told that there was another bigger group of humans coming to meet him. 
So that's when Caesar's like, fuck, man, more people, we're going to get slaughtered. It is revealed that, no, they're not there to team up with the colonel, a.k.a. Woody Harrelson. They're there to fight Woody Harrelson. Why? Because the simian flu has mutated. And throughout the movie, they come across more humans that, that can't speak. Apparently, the simian flu has mutated and grown and is... Because all humans are infected with simian flu. All of them. Everybody. Everybody has it in their blood in their bloodstream. But it has evolved and it has taken away the ability of, of the speech. Woody Harrelson's like, we need to kill every single mofo who has this. And then, you know, he gets real emotional saying, I had to kill my own son for the good of humanity. But then the, this other group that wants to go fight Woody Harrelson, they're like, no, 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 no. Let's use science. Science can cure this. Like, quit killing off people. You're being too extreme. Quit being so freaking extreme. This can be fixed. Woody Harrelson's like, no. So that's why he's having these apes build this wall. But anyways, they start escaping. The other group of humans come. And then they start battling it out. So there's a, like a, a, there's your next actions, major action scene. They escape. And then uh, Caesar, he's trying to escape, but he goes back. He's, he's like, nope, I need to kill the colonel because he killed my wife. And he killed my son. So he goes back and everyone's like, throughout the entire battle, you do not see the colonel. He's nowhere to be seen. So you feel and you think that he just bailed. He's like, F this, I'm going to die. Caesar goes up to his quarters. Colonel lost the ability of speech. So he's over there, you know, hammered, drunk, just reaching for the bottle. Caesar grabs a gun and then, you know, Woody Harrelson's trying to speak, but he can't. No, no words are coming out, just sound. Basically puts the gun on his forehead, basically saying, kill me. But then Caesar's like, nope. Sets the gun back down. Woody Harrelson takes it, you know, kills himself. And Caesar takes off and, you know, that that's basically it. Like, they escape. You know, all of Woody Harrelson's people die. This group of humans are celebrating. Yeah, yeah, we got rid of them. Ah, ha, ha. But at, this war is being fought in a big-ass mountain full of snow. And th this, is, this is another thing that I liked. Another pro. When you think the scene or the movie's going one way, it immediately gives you a 180, but not in an obvious way. It's just like, oh, okay. And then just like I, I'm saying this because right after that, they're celebrating. You hear a bunch of rumbling and then a big ass avalanche is coming down. Of course, a big ass avalanche. If there's explosions and tanks and all this stuff, of course, there's going to be an avalanche. Something happens and it's just like something bad happens. Something good happens, something bad every time, but you don't expect it and it doesn't get old. So this avalanche, you know, the apes are climbing up the trees and this avalanche just wipes out <laughs> those humans, just covers them up and that's it. And I'm like, oh my God, is this, <laughs> is this how all of the humans died? <laughs> like <laughs> in an avalanche, you don't think it's lame or anything like, it, you know, it just worked out fine. You're like, oh, okay, well, of course an avalanche and it killed them and the apes survive obviously because they climbed up the trees, no humans around to, to shoot them up or anything. Caesar grabs his people and all the kids, all the babies and all that stuff, marches them to the promised land. They get there and it's this beautiful, beautiful place. You know, there's, there's water, there's green, there's desert, there's sand, just an amazing place. But, you know, during the action of them escaping, Caesar got shot with an arrow and, uh, you know, he's, he basically was bleeding out that entire trip. This guy just sits down, looks at the promised land, which is, again, from the Bible. I forget which character. I know it's not Moses. Uh, oh, man, was it Moses? I don't know. It was just someone who was, like, promised, hey, 
You're going to go to the promised land with the land of milk and honey. Oh, man, how does it? Yeah, God tells him, okay, you're not going to get there because of your people. You know, they're, they're starting to sin and they're stopped believing in me. But you're going to take a look at it. And then it's basically, it reminded me of that. Just, just, I think that's, and that's what happens in the, in the Bible. Like, that's what happened. Uh, God tells him, look, you see that land over there? And there's this beautiful land. And whoever it was, like, yeah. It's like that's where you're, that's where I'm taking your people. That's where you guys are going, but you're not gonna you're not gonna reach there because you're gonna die or or whatever. So it reminded me of that Caesar just looks at the promised land. He's happy and he's just like, okay, in his head, I'm assuming you know this is what I take from that scene. He's basically sitting down bleeding, and then Maurice finds out. And Maurice is like, oh no 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 no, and then Caesar's like, no you know just just let it go. I'm I'm gonna die. What's going on in his head, which I feel was going on in his head is. Okay, I brought him here. I've showed him good leadership. I've taught him that ape, not fight ape. Ape is friend or ape is good. Something like that. So he basically has instilled like these commandments on how to live. Okay. And um, he's happy with that. And then, you know, he dies. So this movie does not suggests that it's gonna there's gonna be another one so it, it definitely ends there having all that said guys it was a great it was a good film story-wise as far as the action you guys are going i i was disappointed and it's it's crazy the amount of times that i was yawning during the film and and it actually it was so many that i was catching on i was like wow i've been yawning way too much it's just that second act is a little kind of long and you got to you got to stick with it. You got to stick with it. Like I said, the movie was very well written, very well directed. Give it a shot. I mean, if you've seen the first two, you have to see the third one. OK, you just can't not watch it. Just no. It's gotten very good reviews. Now, here here uh, comes the, the rating. I give it and oh, man, it sucks, dude. But I give it three beers out of five. Originally, when I had immediately gotten out of the movies, I was like, all right, I give it a four. But then after sitting down and reflecting upon it and everything, I was like, no, wow, three. That was a three out of five for me. Three beers out of five. It's nothing against the director, nothing against the story. It's just, and and it's not even based on it didn't meet my expectation. Not at all. It's just, I don't know. It, it was, I appreciate, I appreciated the storytelling, but you know, it's just, uh, I think it's going to have a huge drop off and that sucks because it's opening up against today. Okay. It's opening up against Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan's, uh, war film. Spider-Man is still out. It'll be its second, third week, third week. So it's got, you got apes, you got Spider-Man, you got Dunkirk. Oh man, there's other ones opening up, but damn Dunkirk. I see, honestly, I see apes either going down to the third or fourth spot. I would not be surprised if it gets knocked out of the top five. I guess we're going to have to find out Sunday night. But yeah, there, there you have it, guys. Uh, the episode going to keep it a little short. That is my review of War for the Planet of the Apes. I rate it three beers out of five. Give it a shot. Go watch it. And like I said, Bad Ape is my favorite character from that movie. And he's actually the comedic relief. And some of the stuff that happens, and it's not joke telling, it's just thing, stuff that he kind of says or and uh, does, but he he's pretty damn funny. And 
and you wouldn't uh, totally expect that from a apes movie. Go check it out. Three beers out of five. So yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Let's see. Follow us on the socials. That is on Instagram and at Twitter. At Scatpot. Again, that is at Scatpot. S-C-A-T-P-O-T. And if you're listening on iTunes or on SoundCloud or wherever you're listening, go to iTunes, subscribe also on the SoundCloud, and uh, leave us a review. Tell us what you think. And also, you know, tell us what you think on, on, uh, on Twitter. Tell me on some things that uh, I need to improve on, either audio or, or content. That'd be cool. Well, anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I am your host, Sky Captain. Out.